yo. We're gonna see if Rizzy's mic's gonna work. We're in this right. thing, boys. In there like swimwear. Welcome to the Mailbox Smashers podcast. It's me, AK47, with Willie B, always ready, and Rizzy. Willie B, always ready. Willie B, always ready. Yo, first off, shout out Tate King and his YouTube channel, B Max Sports. Appreciate that love, Tate. Yo, shout out Tate King and his YouTube channel, B Max Sports, giving us a shout out. Anybody that's listening, go check out B Max. Uh, he follows us on Twitter. He uh, does a lot of college and high school football in the middle Georgia area. Uh, so thanks, Tate and Barry McCalkin Sports. I really appreciate it. Anyway, I guess it's time for me and Will and Riley to all talk about what Clemson done to us during the national championship. Yeah, it was uh, Monday night was rough, man. Clemson just kept teasing us. You know, I think all of us were on Clemson. I know Jones and. And I had uh, had a little wager on Clemson and Tigers, and we uh we got to eat some crow now. Yeah, I came out and said that Trevor Lawrence was the truth, and that Joe Burrow wouldn't be able to keep up with Trevor Lawrence, and that Clemson was going to win this game, and all those things didn't happen. So everything I predicted was absolutely wrong about this game because Clemson didn't win, and Trevor Lawrence didn't play better than Joe Burrow. Uh, other than that, I thought that the hype video was pretty cool, and they swag surf the video they did afterwards. It started out with Joe Burrow holding the cigar and he was partying in his uniform that was pretty cool odell giving money that was also kind of cool <laughs> and the, what dude what an what an idiot talk about odell for a second is that not the most odell move ever like yes dude you went to lsu i mean he was in the, he was in there just partying it up like he just won the national championship throwing out money did you see the story where uh at first they were claiming it was fake dude, money yeah that's so funny bro just think about it yeah but odell is awesome like, but like that that's Odell. It's awesome. A lot of these guys do look up to Odell. I guarantee you probably more people from the outside are looking at Odell differently. Like, you shouldn't be in the locker room. I guarantee you all those players uh, probably loved having him there, but it's, it's just kind of like a fan thing to do. It's like, why is he there? He shouldn't be there, but I don't know. I think you look at it, most of those players definitely would rather have Odell there and partying with Odell. I, th- I think it's still a Dude, good can you imagine, like, you're a player for LSU and Odell Beckham Jr. walks up to you and slaps a bunch of dollar bills in your hand and you look down and every single dollar bill you've got has Mr. Monopoly's face on it. What a stupid excuse. And then let me throw this out there. I enjoy a good cigar every now and then, right? I was so upset with Joe Burrow. Dude, Joe Burrow like took a little small, like a little 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 baby puff and then looked at the cigar like, huh, I don't even know what to do with this thing. I was I was upset at my boy Joe. Calling out his form? We all think Trevor Lawrence is the truth. And I text you guys during the game and I said, we were all wrong. I I think Joe Burrow's better than Trevor Lawrence. So I'm going to pose a question. You know, all of us are big fantasy guys. Uh, we're in that super flex league. So quarterbacks have a ton of emphasis. And I want to know, like, if you if you had to pick your dynasty league quarterback for the next 10 years, are you going to take Joe Burrow probably with the Bengals? Or are you going to take Trevor Lawrence wherever he lands? Personally, I still just love Trevor Lawrence. I, I just, it's a tough call because you look at what Joe Burrow has done this year and it's absolutely the best season of any quarterback in college football history. I was questioning it earlier. Remember we had the conversation about, I told you all, I was like, a lot of people are calling this LSU team the best team of all time. And Riley said, maybe. And Jones was like, maybe. And I was like, I don't really know. But now I don't I don't know about best team, but Joe Burrow definitely had the best season ever. And I don't know if by the time Trevor Lawrence is in the NFL, he ever does something like that. It's pretty special what Joe Burrow has done after having a pretty average season last year at LSU. Just, it's, un, it's insane. I think I love Trevor Lawrence. I 
love Joe Burrow. Watching him play, I mean, Monday night, I mean, he was just on the money. But I still think in 10 years, I think Trevor Lawrence is the quarterback that outlasts the two. I, just, I look at him and I just see the truth from him. I could be wrong, but I just, I like Trevor Lawrence just a little bit more. I'm trying to like think of where he would land. So it'd be like next year's draft. Like who's going to be looking for a quarterback in two years? Uh, do you guys have any opinions on that before I get started? Like scenarios where you think Trevor Lawrence would go and let me pick that between knowing Joe Burrow is going to go on the Bengals. Well, I'll start with uh, Ryan Tannehill's contracts up next year. And if the Titans don't re-sign Derrick Henry, there's a good chance we're going to be drafting early. I'm not saying we're going to be drafting number one overall because I don't think that. But, you know, trades have happened in the past. But I just don't see anybody giving up that number one overall pick. You got the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't really know where he might land. I've thought maybe the Patriots. Like, don't you see that happening? Like, this is the perfect time. Wow. Can you imagine if the Patriot, the Patriots basically just tra- like tank for Trevor? If that happened, I'd be so pissed. Yeah, like, let Brady go and just suck just suck for a year. But, but the thing is, dude, like, they could suck for a year and just the fact that they have Belichick, they're going to sneak into, like, Miami this year. If they were that bad, they'd still sneak into five or six wins, you know? So I don't see him going to the Patriots. I mean, you got the Jets, you know, who knows what they do with Sam Darnold, Chicago, Jacksonville, San Diego, well, Los Angeles now, um, the Raiders maybe, Washington. Uh, can you imagine Trevor Lawrence paired up with Gruden? The the fanfare around that, how crazy that would be? I just got this to say, Trevor Lawrence is like fire, like for real. No, I mean, I'm not I'm not going to sit here and say he's not. It's just, you know, I text you guys, and right now, I mean, I think I'd take Joe Burrow. I mean, a lot of what he did at LSU, I mean, they were popping slants and, you know, on the RPO game, and he just – his receivers are so good. I mean, he got so good with the deep ball fade. And, you know, when you look at who he's going to have in Cincinnati, Tyler Boyd, really good, you know, possession receiver. He'd, he'd be your guy on your slants. Name to watch in fantasy next year. If Joe Burrow is his quarterback, Ross – with the Bengals? I can't think of his first name right now. John. John Ross. John John Ross. John Ross. Yeah, I wanted to say Joe Ross. I knew that wasn't right, though. But John Ross, I mean, that's the guy that broke Chris Johnson's combine record. Man. I mean, you saw the first two games this season. John Ross was a threat. His first two games, he had 120 yards and touchdown. Zach Taylor. Is that his name? Yep. Zach. T- yeah, Zach Taylor. Yeah. So is if he's good and he's like kind of fire, their first round draft pick from this year was a yep. lineman. Yep. Yep. He was yep. out for the whole year. So they have a lineman like reserve. Bengals might be good as long as their coaching doesn't suck if Joe Burrow's there. So everyone's in play. I was just going to say that, you know, we're going to focus on Joe Burrow and what he can provide me as a dynasty asset. Pick him up ASAP if you're trying to get Joe Burrow. Absolutely. I think Joe Burrow's cooler than Trevor Lawrence. I think I'd rather hang out with Joe Burrow and I only say that shout out to part of my take he came on the morning after after he slept to an interview with uh, Golick and Wingo because they were banging on his door at 8 o'clock in the morning like after <laughs> <laughs> he slept through on purpose and then just came and hopped on the mic with Big Cat and PFT uh, and Coach O the morning after cool. and so it was pretty cool I think that Joe Burrow is probably cooler Trevor Lawrence is probably cool he's probably just like but guess what cool doesn't matter when you're looking at fantasy yeah but cool guys matter. Cool guys definitely matter. Jones likes his cool guys. That's why he loves Odell so damn much. Cool guy. <laughs> that <was> cool, bro. <laughs> Let's uh, go ahead and move into the NFL where, again, had another prediction go wrong. And which prediction was that? 
<laughs> Me and Will straight up laughed in Riley's face when he told us that the Titans are going to win this game. We straight up laughed. Riley? Yes, Will. I'm sorry. I appreciate it, Will. I appreciate your apology. I'm sorry. I think all of Titans Nation appreciates your apology. But guess what? Y'all are who I'm rooting for for the rest of these playoffs. As it should be. Everybody yeah. should root for the sixth seed if your team is out of it. Oh, our yeah. team went anywhere close. <laughs> <laughs> but you got new uniforms. Yeah, they're going to be far. I want to focus on, even though the Titans, I mean, Derrick Henry is an absolute freak. I said it last pod. I'll say it again. Hashtag blank check. Give this man his money. It is an absolute disgrace that we have not locked him in long term. He's 25 years old. He is a franchise running back in a league that doesn't value running backs. I think I think Derrick Henry is going to be the biggest name in the free agent market in the offseason. I think it's going to be really, really interesting to see who's going to want to give him that money. I hope it's the Titans, but time will tell. The craziest thing about Titans versus the Ravens, I truly just believed in Lamar Jackson too much. Regardless, he did have three turnovers. One was really on the tight end went right off the hands of Mark Andrews. He had an insane game. 500 all-purpose yards, but obviously a little too late. Three turnovers, man. Yeah, it's tough, but the Titans are just so well-rounded on both sides of the football. Obviously, Ryan Tannehill, he doesn't have to do much. He passed for 88 yards. Derrick Henry, uh, he's just best running back, best runner in football right now. No question about it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Maybe if you take out Lamar, because he is insane, still averaging seven yards on a carry on the season, but I just did. I thought the Ravens' run D was a little tough. I thought they would give Derrick Henry fits, but he still came out and averaged six and a half yards a carry against one of the top three rush defenses in the league. What about Earl Thomas saying people didn't want to tackle Derrick Henry, and then Eric, like Derrick Henry's stiff arm turning Earl Thomas into his own lead blocker? Like was that like, like he spun him around? That game was crazy. Derrick Henry is like he's like unbelievable, bro. I I have to just say this, Riley. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I laughed on the pod directly in your face about the Titans winning and winning the Super Bowl because I genuinely hope they do. And in this act that I'm trying to like for you to revoke the evil curse. No, sir. That hair is coming off. But I will. I will give you. I will give you. I'll meet you in the middle a little bit. I will make you wait until after your wedding so your wife does not disown you. Yeah, no, I'm not going to show my So I'll find a loophole. Uh, the current loophole I'm exploring is I would just go with some sort of Peaky Blinders cut and just say that I shaved my head. No, before. no, that's, that's not what's going to happen. <laughs> nah, that's dude. That's a loophole I found. Oh, you're, going, uh, so that's, uh, you're going full Caillou. Like, I'm talking straight skinhead. Yeah, see, I'm not. Shout out, Hobie. Caillou. <laughs> hey, shout out that guy, Hobie, offering the constructive criticism on the pod everybody go uh, follow him he's probably got like the same name as he's always had like probably Holly it's Hobie. your boy Hobie Evans <laughs> what's up welcome back to Hobo Gaming it's your boy me and Willie B always ready <laughs> when we talked about it on the last pod I think the the way that the Titans played the Ravens and I don't know if every team is, is built to do that because the Titans they have really bought in to the personality of Mike Vrabel um, you know Mike Vrabel former NFL linebacker 
Uh, you know, real. He's kind of a he's kind of a cocky dude, little in your face. You know, you see him yelling at guys on the other sideline. Um, and, and I feel like the Titans have kind of bought into that like bully mentality. Um, but the way that they played Lamar, they made him like if you you know, I was watching the game. We really didn't pass rush crazy. We didn't stun him much. Um, all of our D linemen were really really solid in their gap responsibility, which in turn all of the of the zone reads and everything. Lamar had to bounce him outside. They didn't give him a lane up the middle. And both of our linebackers, I mean, the Titans have a very strong linebacker core, and they forced him to the sideline in our in our secondary. We played a hard cover two. All of our corners are sitting up there tight. They're ready to force him back inside to the linebackers. And I thought we really did a good job of taking the zone read game away. But behind it, did you guys notice the ducks that Lamar was throwing on those deep outs? Did you see Hollywood Brown snag that thing with one? Okay, yeah, it was na- it was nasty. That was a, it was an incredible ball. But I was I thought Lamar's arm strength was a lot better than what he showed on Saturday. You know those deep. There's definitely been more this year. Looking at him, you saw a lot of great balls, especially at the beginning of the year when he was just throwing 50 yard touchdowns after one after another. This game, I, I did I, I did kind of see a little lack of strength in his arm. I don't know if it was just the night or if he was just off that game, but. And, and uh, even especially early problem. in the game, you know, the, the Ravens, they really, really rely on those shallow crosses. And Lamar was throwing everything behind his receiver. I mean, how many times did the Ravens drop a ball because Lamar threw it behind them or, you know, they tipped one up, one up in the air? Um, I don't I don't know. It, uh, I mean, it'll be interesting to see as his career pans out. I think from a fantasy perspective, you know, Lamar is going to be a top five quarterback simply because his legs give you something that nobody else can give. But I think the, the blueprint of the Titans to slow down their offense. Um, definitely, especially inside the 20s, I think it was a big deal. Um, you know, and, and, and time will tell. And I'm, 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 I'm definitely happy that the Titans are in the AFC Championship. It's been a long time since I got to say that. Yeah, Riley, uh, that's awesome. The Titans made it. Derrick Henry's a monster. Ryan Tannehill's out there balling. He's a hooper, bro. You see me like does the layups and stuff. Yeah, I know that's awesome. That Ryan Tannehill keeps balling. Um, I hope Derrick Henry keeps balling. I like that jump pass he did. So I lost that game, my prediction and my bet. I'm pretty sure. So that kind of sucks. But hopefully, I'll bounce back. You know. Another week, another dollar. Uh, but yeah, Riley, sorry for laughing about the Titans. If you'll forgive me, I hope the Titans win. No, twenty-five to one, baby, it's alive. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, anyway, let's go ahead and go to the next game that was by far best game of the week. The Texans. Oh my God, the Chiefs. That game was the Houston Texans and the Kansas City Chiefs. That game was crazy. I would have never thought that I would have lost that plus ten in my life. I'm telling you right now. That might be the worst gambling loss I've ever had. You know, not from a perspective of, not from a perspective of how much money I lost, but just from the standpoint of how the hell are you a a team in the National Football League? You're winning by 24 in the second quarter and lose by 20. I mean, I can relate a little bit. We've seen (laughs) something like that before. No, but you know, that is somehow in our podcast last episode, I might've gone on record saying the Texans were going to win the Super Bowl. You know, a few alcoholic drinks were involved that were maybe impairing my um, senses to my um, I did pick him, and that was pretty. It, I texted y'all as soon as I saw him go up twenty-one nothing at the end of the first quarter. I was I was the only person I think in the world to pick the Texans to win the Super Bowl. The link between Deshaun and D Hop was there early. 
D-Hop was out there playing with a broken rib. Deshaun, Deshaun was playing one of the games of his life. I wish the line, the offensive line could have played a lot better. He was scrambling a little uh, more than I would like to see him. He didn't really get to sit in the pocket the whole time. He was sacked. I think he was only sacked four or five times, but he still had an amazing game. The rush the rush offense didn't really get established outside of Carlos Hyde. Um, but Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes, and Andy Reid is Andy Reid. And if you give them room to come back, they are going going to hurt you and that's exactly what we saw with Patrick Mahomes and specifically Travis Kelsey this past weekend yeah so in this game I picked the Texans to win two uh, I had the plus 10 and I also went on record last week saying that Patrick Mahomes wasn't Patrick Mahomes anymore but luckily he just went out there and directly in my face threw up what five touchdowns five touchdowns 320 yards the exact opposite of what you said would happen <laughs> whatever the exact opposite of what i predicted him to do he did like that times 10 uh he was unbelievable deshaun was just out there balling to like deshaun nook you know for sure nook the bomb yeah, i'm watching it so. from a, like an x's and o's perspective the the chiefs were doing some really exotic stuff on defense you know they they were bluffing their coverage every play tyron matthew play is absolutely amazing dude i saw this clip on twitter earlier so he 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 basically the Texans ran this concept where they were trying to run a guy down a post in the middle, and they were the, then they were bringing Hopkins on a dig right underneath it, trying to read Tyran Matthew. He dropped, covered the post, then stopped, turned, and covered the dig. Deshaun turned off and scrambled. He chased him down from inside out and made him run out of bounds. It was one of the craziest defensive plays I've ever seen. Tyron Matthew is an absolute baller. I'm amazed that he's already played for, what, like four NFL teams? Hey, he just comes from from DBU. Yeah, he's Honey Badger's a freak, man. But I, you know, me watching Deshaun, I thought he held the ball too much. Just get the damn ball out of your hand. Like, dude was sitting back in the pocket, not making a decision. And then, I mean, at some point, you, you got to make something happen. And you got some of the best legs in the league. Tuck the thing and just take off. And, you know, and I know those NFL guys, they want to sit in the pocket. But if you don't have the ball out in two or three seconds, you got to go, man. Uh, and, I, and I think that didn't help. I think the Texans abandoned the run game too quick. I mean, as fast as as fast as the Chiefs are scoring, you got to slow it down. And I'm not going to sit here and say that their, their rushing attack is incredible. But damn, man, like how many times did they go three and out? Like back to back to back. Uh, it was bad it was in that third and fourth quarter. I mean, they just could not get anything established. Yeah, they went out bad, bad. I mean, I can't even say anything because I'm the victim of a blowout. So I will never talk down on any team for that. They went out real bad. So, yeah. What do y'all think about the uh, Chiefs playing the Titans? I'm nervous. I'm not going to lie. I don't – I think uh, – I mean, we, we, we beat the Chiefs earlier in the year. I think it was about week – it was Patrick Mahomes' first game back. Dude threw for four – 50 on us we walked away with a 35 32 victory we had to block a kick at the end of the game to win but the chiefs and they've played a lot better on defense lately but they're very susceptible to teams running the football i think the titans defense is playing with so much confidence right now um kevin byard's playing out of his mind at safety uh corners are locking it down we got a dory jackson back later in the year which allows logan ryan to go back into the slot i mean i think it's gonna be a hell of a game i I think uh, on the spread, last time I looked, man, I think the Titans are, what's the line right now? I think it's like a nine-point spread right now. Seven and a half in a, in a, with a team that's going to run the ball. Man, I, I still got to take the Titans on the spread. 
And I'm not going to sit here and be as confident as I was against the Ravens. I'm, my money's going to be on the Titans plus seven and a half, and I'm going to I'm going to sprinkle a little bit on the money line. And I do think the Titans have a really really good shot of going into Arrowhead and winning. We went in there uh, in 2017, Marcus Mariota famously throwing a touchdown pass to himself to to take the lead or to to tie the game late. Uh, I think you know actually the past two times, maybe the past two or th- that we've beaten the Chiefs the last three times we played them. Only one of those has been under Mike Vrabel, but a lot of the same nucleus of the team is there. So, I mean, I think this Titans team is going to go in there confident. I think that they they know that they can go in there and win if they execute. I think you're going to have to get a couple of turnovers, though. You know, the same way we did against the Ravens. I don't see us if we don't if we don't make Patrick Mahomes turn the ball over. You're going to have to score forty something points in order to win the game. I think uh, the Titans got to stick to the run game. If we get down early. I don't think we can sit back and try and throw it 40 something times. We got to continue to feed Derrick Henry and just, you know, just fight back if that's what the situation calls for. I think the biggest thing with this game, obviously, it's going to be the most simple thing to say, but it's going to come down to Derrick Henry against this Chiefs run D. They were the seventh worst rush defense in the league, averaging, averaging, on average, they would give up 128 yards a, a game. That's a lot. And Derrick Henry's gone 180 the past two games. Um, in the playoffs. Gave him a couple looks, and maybe Ryan Tannehill is going to have to play a little better, maybe throw for 100 yards for once. But, man, Derrick Henry, I just I don't see that freight train stopping anytime soon. Do y'all? I, I just – I he he cannot be stopped right now. No, dude. I mean, how, I mean, how can you stop him? I, all right, I got, I got a really good idea, okay? Are y'all down for this idea or, or no? Sure. Okay. I guess so. Okay, let me get my idea because I think you're going to like it. So, when the Titans win the Super Bowl – they're going to have a parade on Broadway in Nashville. And at the end of the parade, first, Mike Vrabel is going to cut his dick off. And then next, Jones is going to shave his head right there at the parade. That would be awesome. What is your mic? That would be awesome. Somebody That'd loses their dick and somebody loses their hair. Pretty, pretty even things. <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah, you're totally shaving your oh, head, bro. Yeah. That's what's going down. You think the Titans are going to win for real? I do. 31-27. The Chiefs are giving up insane rushing yards to the opposing offenses that they play. Derek Henry is probably the player I want to completely gas your defense while running the ball and keeping the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hand. Derek Henry is going to tote the rock all against the Chiefs and keep it out of their hands. But apparently the Chiefs can score three touchdowns in three minutes, no problem. So, I don't want to bet on this game. I don't want anything to do with it. <laughs> this game has bad juju written all over <laughs> it with the Chiefs. I don't want to. Scared money doesn't yeah, make fine, money, man. I do not want to bet on that one. That is a tough one right there. I'll enjoy it. I'll watch it and hope that the Titans win uh, so that you feel good after I laughed at you. Yeah, I don't want anything to do with that one right there. Uh, Patty already came back and spiked. So this has to be done. Jones, is Patrick Mahomes still the Patrick Mahomes of last year? No. Ugh. Oh, I just, Nobody can just do like, this all the time, but it's 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 those elite guys that do that with their backs against the wall. I mean, just like that. I, I, not many quarterbacks can do what he just did. All right. Would I want Patrick Mahomes to be the quarterback of my team? Yeah. yeah. Would I want Patrick Mahomes to be – the quarterback on my fantasy roster. No. Yes. Absolutely. Dude, yes. I would not turn away Patrick Mahomes. No, especially in a super flex. Are you crazy? First three rounds, and someone's going to take him in the first three rounds. 
and I don't want him there. Are you talking like a redraft? Yeah. A redraft. I mean, I, I could but see that. In Dynasty, I'm not willing to give up what the Patrick Mahomes owner would want. Maybe there's a little extra value because of last year, but there's still guys that finished pretty much around the same as him in fantasy. I mean, he did miss two games also this year. Not many of the guys in like the top 10 of fantasy I believe he ended up in somewhere in the top 10. I don't remember exactly where the final rankings, but uh, he did miss two games and he still threw for 4,000 yards. Over 25 touchdowns. He didn't throw many interceptions. I think he was third or fourth in passer rating. I just like this team is his. Maybe he has like so many weapons, it's going to help him out. But I mean, he's he's that good. Um, I still would, if I had an opportunity to get him in fantasy, especially in a super flex, there might not be anybody better than him. At least un- unless you're talking about the you know Lamar, Deshaun, maybe guys that are just going to. Get some a lot of rushing touchdowns for you, but he can. You saw him moving. You saw him moving last week. He was he was running. He was a good ABQ. Shout out Falk. Um, but Matt Patrick Mahomes is absolutely one of the best quarterbacks. He's probably I think he's the most talented quarterback in the NFL by far. I think in fantasy, like Lamar might have the higher upside, but I think if you're trying to make a safe investment, you know, like let's say the Mahomes owner wants two or three first round picks and a super flex. You know, I think Patrick Mahomes is probably definitely the safer investment. Like, dude's going to be a top 10. You know, he may not be number one overall, but he's going to be a top 10 quarterback for 15 years. Okay, I had to check. He he finished on the, as the seventh quarterback on the year. But just the, the fourth quarterback was Jameis Winston, who th- threw 30 interceptions. Bro, who cares if he threw 30 interceptions? The man was slinging it for like 500 yards and five touchdowns. Also, four picks. Care Jameis, he's the most odd individual. But would you rather have Dak Prescott or Patrick Mahomes for the next three years of a Super Bowl as your starting quarterback? Oh, brother, I would rather have Patty. I'm talking. I mean, that's the kind of guy that finished ahead of him this year. Dak almost threw for five thousand. He threw more touchdowns. The only guys I feel like nobody would take that finished ahead of Patrick Mahomes in fantasy this year. Um, the probably the two guys you'll take ahead of Patrick. Or probably maybe Lamar if you think he can continue this next year, and then probably Russell and Deshaun. And a lot of people probably flip on a lot of on three of those guys. You could put those in any three order. Yeah, I mean, for for me, for me, Mahomes is QB one for sure. Not Russ. Not you said not Russell. Yeah. Uh, you will. You'd stay away from Russell, no. dude. Russell. Actually, yes. I changed my my mind. I was thinking Patrick's the most talented quarterback in the NFL. It's actually Russell Wilson. I'm sorry. I don't think Russell Wilson isn't talented, but he didn't help your fantasy team. He was the he was the third quarterback. He threw four thousand and thirty one. There's no, no excuse. He didn't do anything the last seven weeks. He didn't he didn't bring any value to your team if you played him. You were completely burned. Facts. Anyway, <laughs> still, I mean that he might have had a bad stretch, but he's still the he, you still are going to want him in your as your quarterback. I don't I don't see how you could not want <laughs> Russell Wilson as your quarterback. Obviously, he's not going to bring in as much value as maybe Deshaun or Patrick Mahomes, but he's still in my book the QB three in fantasy because Russell Wilson is that and good. He, he's doing this with pretty. I know he went with like DK. It took DK a while to kind of get on the map, but. Tyler Lockett's great, and then he lost Chris Carson, and I don't know, it just kind of went weird from there. Okay, so um, Tennessee Titans playing the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm going to take the Chiefs to win, I guess. I'll go with the Chiefs. I guess the Chiefs are going to win. That's my prediction. Score, score, score. Uh, Chiefs will win 
3938. I'll go with 3938. <laughs> oh my gosh. Still running with the Titans. Derrick Henry is a my train that is not going to stop. I don't care who is in front of him. We're going to the ship, baby. Let's go. We're going to, going to the ship, Will. I'm going with Tennessee. I don't really know. It's kind of a weird game. I feel like the defense is going to hold Kansas City, but Kansas City is still going to get theirs. Let's go Tennessee 30, Kansas City 27. And I said 31-27 for the Titans. That's what I'm talking about. I love it, Will. I love this, Let's Will. Go. Going to the ship, baby. Right, get it done. D, D. Henny always ready. Yeah. Blank check. I do like the blank check thing, though. That thing's pretty cool. That part of the scenario is nice. I like that. I like to say that. Uh, let's go over to the NFC and the most boring game I've ever watched, San Francisco, Minnesota. Uh, apparently, you don't have to pass the ball really that much anymore in the NFL as long as you can just run all over teams. And that's what Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers are doing. Uh, and that's what they did to the Vikings. And Tevin Coleman went bananas. As a Tevin Coleman fantasy owner, oh, that was so frustrating to watch. I, I just He has so much talent. And I, I assumed if, for my DraftKings on the week, I went with Mostert, and he absolutely did nothing for me. And uh, most of the people, yeah, most of the people too. that won big this past weekend in DraftKings, they had Tevin Coleman. A lot of them had Debo Samuel. A lot of them had Mostert. I'm sure a lot of them honestly had George Kittle, who <laughs> went absolutely MIA. But they didn't need it because Tevin Coleman was just running so well. Mostert did run the ball well as well. Or run the ball well too, but he just didn't get as many carries. And Tevin's just that goal line running back that's just going to get into the end zone. I think the biggest thing is just looking at this San Francisco defense. I mean, Dalvin Cook held to 18 yards on the ground. He only rushed it nine times, but it's it's insane. This, this defense has they, – they're finally healthy now, and the offense really doesn't have to do anything if they're running the ball this well because Kyle Shanahan just – he, he has such a good game plan every week, and it can change up, especially changing up by changing up the running back. That changes a lot of game plans for the opposing team. They get ready for one guy, and then here comes Tevin Coleman just shooting straight out of cannon out of nowhere. But um, I think I, I probably ended up turning this game off after halftime, I believe. It was pretty boring to watch. I'm not really the biggest San Francisco fan. I like Kirk Cousins a little bit, and I like my boy Thielen, but – yeah, this this was not a barn burner by any means. No, this uh, game I watched it. San Francisco just did whatever they wanted to do in this game, and I uh, didn't really care one way or the other. I guess I'm glad San Francisco won because San Francisco and Green Bay is going to be a pretty good game. So with Packers are going to be going to San Fran and playing the 49ers at home in the NFC Championship. What do you guys? What do you guys think is going to happen here? I've said it all year. I I just I haven't bought into this Green Bay team. The 49ers when they're running the football, it, they're so hard to stop. If the coach's last name is Shanahan. And you're a fantasy player, you need to draft the tailbacks on the team. I don't give a damn who it is. This guy made Devontae Freeman a star. He a Shanahan made Clinton Portis a star. They made Terrell Davis a star. I mean, it doesn't matter if in that system they're going to find ways to run the football. And I think it when you're running the football, you're going to take the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands. And when you're that successful with it, it's going to produce games that are in your favor, especially with their defense right now. I mean, their front is absolutely unbelievable. 
Richard Sherman is is playing like it's 2011 right now. He's completely shutting down the entire right side of the field. I think San Francisco is going to win this. I think they're going to cover that seven-point spread. Uh, I'm going to go out on. I'm going to go out and say San Francisco wins this one, 27 to 17. Can we talk about Richard Sherman saying he's never given up a touchdown in the postseason? Yeah, and Roddy White scored that one on him. Knowing damn well Roddy White burnt no. him like toast. Roddy White toasted his ass. Roddy made a house call on Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman did like a little slide, trip and fall. Is Roddy White one of the most underappreciated players? Absolutely. Yeah, everybody slept on Roddy White. Roddy White, Hall of Famer, he's damn close. He had six straight seasons over 1,100 receiving yards, and in that span probably – Every season, he had about seven touchdowns or more. He was in. He was legit. Maybe he's not a Hall of Famer because once wide receivers leave Matt Ryan, they aren't any good anymore. Sanu. I don't know about that, but right, Roddy White, or his first year actually breaking out, was the first year before Matt Ryan. He went off for 1,200 yards receiving, six touchdowns. He's still – I mean, he was a baller. Uh, it, I think he his career's kind of looked down because he – he was kind of overtaken by Julio, with, and then that's kind of where Roddy's career kind of declined. So maybe there's a little clouded judgment on his whole career because you just you really remember Julio, not Roddy White. Man, Roddy White was a stud. Yeah, Roddy White is one of Falcon greats. The Packers go to San Fran and play this weekend. I expect the 49ers to win. Uh, let's go 24-21 San Fran. What's the spread on this? Seven and a half. Looked, is it seven, seven and a half? Right. So seven and a half. Yeah. Not get beat by a touchdown. I think I'm. I'm going to take San Francisco. I might try and get it down to seven, but I think I I'm going to go with San Fran here. The Packers here. will cover that. You don't think the Packers will cover that? I I have a rule that I always like to take a touchdown or more in the playoffs, but I think I'm going to break it this week. I mean, the first time these two teams played, San Francisco took them behind the woodshed. I think it was something like 38 to 8 or something like that. I mean, they absolutely beat the hell out of them. 37 to 8, yeah. And and I don't I don't know. I don't think it's going to be that, but I think the Packers I just all year I haven't I haven't bought into them and I mean, hell, they're 14 and 3. You know, you don't get to fourteen and three by accident, but uh, I just I've never believed in them, and I think San Francisco's hot. You know, I really want them to bring Future back and have him singing Tony Montana in the stadium stadium again. That was so cool when they did that back in the day. But I think Santa Clara is going to be hot. I think the stadium's going to be a great atmosphere. You know, first time they've hosted the NFC Championship in a long time, and I'm I think the 49ers are going to roll, man. I think they're playing with too much swag right now. All right, that's pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy, these predictions. I'm going to also run with the Niners here. I, I I don't really believe in this Packers team. They just they haven't been great to watch. You know, you see Aaron Rodgers out there. He doesn't turn the ball over. Him and Devontae are blinking up again. But this San Francisco defense is just, I think, going to shut them down. Uh, I, I like Jimmy G maybe next week to come out with a little bit more fire than he did last week. He's going to have to probably do a little bit more. I'm going to take San Fran 30-21. to 21. So, Will's taking San Fran over Green Bay. I'm going to take San Fran over Green Bay, too. All right, to start uh, the news for the stuff that went down this week, Luke Keekley retired. That's crazy. Luke Keekley was a straight baller at linebacker. 
one of the best linebackers of like this little era that he had. I don't think it was really an era. I think it was just like these years he played, like these six, seven years. Like he was a straight ball hawking white dude, ready to go. Like Luke Keekley was five. Yeah, it's uh, sad to see a guy go soon. I mean, it, it's kind of nice to see to get him out of our division because he gave Matt Ryan hell. He's definitely one of the best linebackers in the last 10 years. I still – do you all remember the play? It, it's a little knock on him, but just the Julio – when Julio just mossed him. Yeah, I do know what uh, you're talking about. I can't about. remember what year it was. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I know what you're talking That's about. one of the – that's one of my favorite plays in Falcons history. I hate he's on the receiving end of it because Luke Keekley is such a good dude. Um, but yeah, it sucks to see, but I'm sure he has good reasons. He's only 28. And he had a lot of lo- a lot of football life left, but definitely wish him uh, the best of luck in the future. But you know, kind of it might help us out a little bit because he he he's a he was a monster and he gave the Falcons hell. You know, I just wonder if this is like. I mean, obviously, I don't think guys are going to start retiring earlier on the reg. But, you know, I wonder if guys are just like Marshawn said, just going to get their chicken and get their mentals right and just step away from the game. I mean, I, I think, you know, Luke, I mean, I don't know what kind of lifestyle the dude lives, but, you know, you know, him and Gronk, I mean, he didn't get Gronk money, but he didn't get Andrew Luck money. But I'm sure the guy's doing – he's very, very wealthy man – I mean, maybe he just feels like, man, I'm 28. I'm I'm rich. You know, why do I need to take this pounding anymore? Um, and, and to me, I just wonder if this is going to become like a recurring trend in the league for guys to to retire at 28, 29, which is usually when a lot of guys kind of come into their prime. Um, I hope for the game that it doesn't turn out that way. But you know, I can't fault a guy for stepping away if his heart's not in it and. You know, wish him nothing but the best for sure. Game, the game definitely is is minus one great player. That's for sure. I don't know what. Obviously, we don't know what his reasons are, but next year he's guaranteed ten point eight million dollars. Isn't that crazy? Just walking away from that. Maybe not for. I'm sure he's already made tens of millions of dollars, so he's set for life. But man, that, that takes a lot. Andrew Luck walked away from oh like twenty five. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's insane. That'd be tough. But he had a lot he had a lot more straight out the gate than like Keekley did though. That'd be so hard for me to walk away from. But good for Luke Keekley. Congratulations on your career, man. Seems like these guys thought you're pretty good too. Other than that, we got Kevin Stefanski. I mean anything Will he be Anything is better than Freddie Kitchens. Anything. That's what I was gonna say, man. Anything anything anything's better than fat Freddy, man. Do you give Baker, Odell, and Chubb the upgrade or the downgrade in in Dynasty? I think Jarvis probably declines a little bit. I think he's still gonna be a solid receiver. He's not gonna be a top fifteen fantasy receiver like he was this past year. Odell's definitely gonna be on the rise, but Nick Chubb is going to be a lot better. He was already amazing, but from what you can see, how the Vikings offense runs, I mean, they they're gonna, I think, really feed Nick Chubb, and then next year, they're not, they're more than likely not gonna have Kareem Hunt around because uh, Nick Chubb's production kind of slipped off a little bit, not by much because he's still amazing, but his production slipped off a little bit when Kareem Hunt came into the fold. Give ba- Baker a lot of a lot more play action, which, which is what he's really strong with. He's one of the best play action quarterbacks, I think, in the league. But he's kind of relying on it. But I think Stefanski's really going to bring that to the Browns and 
hopefully bringing Odell back because I need it next year in fantasy. I need Odell as my number one receiver. Y'all know me. I always, I always want Baker and Odell to ball. I'm in the studio right now. I got the Baker signed jersey to my left. I got the Odell signed jersey to my right. I got Vic. I got Keanu over there in the corner. Listen, Baker and Odell are about to just do better than they did this year. I didn't want to hype them up too much. I didn't want to get y'all too excited because we gotta we gotta save it up. But Baker and Odell about to link up. It's about to be it's about to be right. And then Odell's gonna have to pay himself with his with his own chickens. He's gonna have to slap his own chickens from one of his palms to the other after he wins. Nah, Baker's gonna do, be straight. He'll probably be, but he'll probably. Well, he was the quarterback fourteen on the year. Actually, yeah. he was quarterback twenty. I'm sorry, he was quarterback twenty in fantasy. Yeah, he was shit. He was shit, dude. Dude, I think he'll be top ten. He won't be top I think ten. He'll be a top ten QB. I think he'll be a top ten QB. All right, uh, but I think that's. 10, pretty, I think it's I mean, safe. his that's rookie safe. year, that's he safe. he went twenty seven touchdowns. He threw the picks. He threw almost four thousand yards, and he was still the sixteenth uh, quarterback. You think he's jumping some hey, of these sm- guys? Hey, a smasher pass on Baker being the uh, at least the top ten QB in full point PPR next year. I'm gonna pass. Smash, smash. I'm gonna smash too. I think he balls. Pass. Same uh, question to Odell being a top twelve wide receiver. Smash. Oh, I'm, I'm smashing the shit out of that. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Odell. Odell just be. Just Odell just stays balling. That's all I can say. As long as he stays, as long as he's healthy, and he's not like arrested for giving money to LSU players or something, like dude will be fine. Yeah. So that's that. All right. And to finally wrap up this pod, Josh Donaldson has left Braves country in Truist Park, and has taken his talents to the Midwest, to the Minnesota Twins. Is that where Minnesota is? <laughs> <laughs> I think they would claim the Midwest, Big Ten country. Yeah, so Josh Johnson has left the Braves. I just want to know who they're going to get, man. If they go get Nolan Arenado or Chris Bryant, then it was an incredible move. If we have to start Johan motherfucking Camargo at third base for 162 games, that's going to suck. No, it's going to – now, at the same time, I think the Braves made the right move. You don't give a guy that's 35 years old a four-year deal. You just don't. You know, history's proven that's a terrible idea. But, I, I mean, I, I just hope the Braves find the answer at third base. I mean, maybe it's Austin Riley. But, I mean, we've already talked, man. That dude is yak or he is striking yeah. out so hard he's, like, spinning dirt, like spinning circles yeah. in the batter's box. Just throwing I think the, dirt best, in the air. best case scenario for me is Nolan Arenado. Riley and I have talked for years, especially when we did our fantasy baseball league, I think I was the one who had Arnado that last year we played, and he's he's the best third baseman in baseball. He maybe a lot of people are kind of leaning more Bryant, I think, because people are thrown off by Arnado playing at Coors Field, and those balls just travel a little farther. Maybe his numbers are a little skewed playing out there, but his defense is the best in the league. I think his offense is still top of the league at his position. But and we have the prospects to give it up. The Braves are known on hogging valued prospects, but now I think is finally the time to unleash those guys. You know, get a top guy. Probably to do it, we're gonna have to send in a few of our high picks like Bryce or uh, Bryce Wilson, Kyle Wright, and then maybe Apache or Waters. Hopefully not, but 
the thing about Arnado, he has a no trade clause. I think him and Chris Bryant are not a no trade, but they have an opt out. I'm sorry. They have an opt out after two years. I think each of them have it. So they probably have to waive that for the Braves to make that trade. But, you know, the Braves never a team that's going to give one, give one guy all that money. So I just, I don't know if it's going to happen. I just do not want to see Johan Camargo as our starting third baseman next season because he's just, you talk about hit or miss. Boy, Camargo, he's pretty good on defense, but offensively, it's not fun to watch him. I'm going to throw some stats out there. Let me throw some stats out. So, the all right, Nolan Arenado, I just pulled up his career stats, and I'm looking at split stats. At home, all right, so he's played equal amount of games home and away. At home, Nolan Arenado is hitting 324 with 129 home runs, 446 RBI, slugging 615 whereas on the road he is hitting 265 98 home runs 288 RBIs with an OPS or a slugging of 476 those are some major home and away splits which definitely would it would scare me for sure I'm not going to sit here and say that you know Nolan Arenado is going to come to the Braves and he's he's now up 265 player that's only going to hit, you know, 25 homers a game. And who knows, he may be, but those splits are kind of scary considering the price that you would have to give for Nolan Arenado. Yeah, whichever direction they go with, as long as it's not Johan Camargo, I think it'll be all right. I'm hoping that maybe it's Chris Bryant. Um, So, yeah. You want to say that about Arenado? That, uh, That is pretty big of a difference, but if also, like I said, I still like Arnado. I think he's just better for our team. I don't know. I, I really just think he's the best third baseman in baseball. But if you go to maybe a Chris Bryant, have you, did you see his split stats, Riley? No, dude. What are they? It's going to – I bet. I, I'm going to guess. Idea. I'm going to guess. Okay. So, I'm going to guess at home he's hitting like 300, and on the road he's hitting like 230. Were you doing his whole career? I wasn't really paying attention to the numbers exactly like home runs. But I'm. this is – Pretty much last season I'm looking at for Chris Bryant. Yeah, I was looking at Nolan's whole career. Last year, Chris Bryant at home batted 282, 15 home runs with a 500 slugging and right at a 900 OPS. While away, 16 home runs, 282 batting average, and a 538 slugging with a nine nine point or point nine ten OPS. Wow. So numbers for him, pretty much same average, more slugging, more homers, more RBIs, and less strikeouts away. Yeah, I actually I so I just pulled up Bryant's career splits. Okay. His batting average is nine points higher on the road. He's got eighteen less homers. He's slugging five thirty four at Wrigley and 499 everywhere else. So he's definitely a lot more consistent than Nolan, which is normal, but his split stats definitely favor Chris Bryant over Nolan Arenado. So who knows? Maybe we do need to go after Nolan, or not Nolan, but Chris Bryant. But I definitely think, you know, one thing, Chris Bryant, I mean, he's very, very versatile too. Yeah, he can play outfield. Actually, that's true. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. he can. He can he can play anywhere on the diamond. He knows uh, he could probably bring a little championship morale to this team. 
Yeah. That being said, dude, I'm still getting Nolan. I freaking love that guy. I think the upside yeah, is too high for Nolan. But, you know, with Chris Bryant, I mean, he's a legend in Chicago, man. He's a legend. I mean, he's got he's on a good deal. Um, but the the thing about it is he is not the only star in Chicago. They have Anthony Rizzo, who is definitely the favorite player in Chicago. After going to really? I went to a Cubs game like this past Javi year around is. my birthday. Well, that's I was gonna get to like Anthony Rizzo is definitely. He's I was like just about to say he's Freeman. like the Freddie Freeman and Javi's like, like the Acuna. Yeah, yes, Javi, but Javi Baez is definitely the Acuna. Like they, they love Javi Baez, but Anthony Rizzo is the guy that, like, he's their Kobe Bryant. Like they, he will never go play for another team. He's always going to play for the Cubs. Uh, and like Javi Baez, I mean, you could see him dipping, you know, to go sign a $300 million contract, whereas Anthony Rizzo is going to be a Cub for life. His number is going to be retired by the Cubs. They absolutely love him. Um, and, and Chris Bryant, you know, I don't know what kind of guy Chris Bryant is, but, you know, maybe he wants to go somewhere and be the star. Which, in all seriousness, I don't know if Atlanta's yeah, the place. I don't, to don't think he can take right that, that mantle. No, Acuna sits firmly in yeah, the Yeah, there's no question. And then there's always going to be, like you said, that kind of like the Cubs with Rizzo, like Freddie Freeman is that guy. You know, the, we'll probably never get rid of him. He's going to be a lifer. Um, he's just the fan favorite. Um, nobody, nobody wants to see Freddie go. I think Chris Bryant can't really divide that at all. Yep. So, uh, anyway, moving forward, you know, kind of out of here, as the NFC and AFC Championship play out, we're going to, you know, do another recap and predict or recap for that and a prediction for the Super Bowl in our next show, more than likely. Uh, since college is over and it's the off season, we're going to be focusing a lot on draft prospects. So, in our next show, we're probably going to start doing some college players coming to the draft and where we rank the rookies coming in for our dynasty team, even though I know Will – has no first round picks, so uh, neither do I. So we're going. Me and Will are going to be looking for the diamonds in the rough, and yeah, we're pretty. We're pretty much just going to help Mark since he has seven first round picks. Yeah, Mark's got a lot of first round picks. Rizzy's got a lot of first round picks too. You kind of finesse some people. Hell, I actually, I have, I have both of your first round picks. Mark has mine. I have Will's and Jones' first round picks. That is true, Mark. Oh, that's right. I have Jack. I have Jack. I have Jacksons. That's right. I have Jacksons. Yeah. So in some coming shows, we'll start doing start doing some more dynasty stuff, and as we work into the off season. Uh, once again, shout out Take King and BMAC Sports. Go over to his YouTube channel, BMAC Sports, and subscribe, like, uh, do whatever YouTubers do. It's kind of cool, I guess, to be a YouTuber. But yeah. So we're just gonna roll out now. We appreciate everybody listening. Hashtag smash gang. Hashtag blank check. Hashtag blank check. Hashtag smash. Derrick Henry, 30 carries, 180 yards, two touchdowns. Titans to the Super Bowl. Jones is still shaving his head. I've, sh- I've tilted at the end of the show. Titans are going to win this game. Titans Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! We're on a mission, baby. Hashtag Titan up. In Derek, we trust. Hashtag Black Jack. <laughs>